1: grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today, Pastor Sean concludes this series on the Spirit-Filled Life with a message today called The Spirit-Filled Way. So how do you get there? So many people try to live the Christian life without being Spirit-Filled. Results are usually frustration and disappointment or acceptance of a less than inspiring faith. So what are the steps to living a spirit-filled life and walking daily in unity with God? Pastor Sean is starting off in Ephesians chapter 4. Keep it right here. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio.
2: We're wrapping up the Spirit-Filled Life series. In fact, I hope this is a launching pad that we are pursuing a new level, a new understanding of the spirit-filled life. Because if not, folks, what's the point? I mean, we saw that the whole nature of our salvation is God's presence in us. It's not just a different ethic. It's not just a different set of rules that we're going to do our best to follow. No, it's God's presence in us. That's what Jesus died on the cross for. That's what this whole thing is about. So the spirit-filled life is something we want to now take to the next level. We want to live because God has some things he wants to do and accomplish through us. Now, as we conclude this series, I want to just take a moment and talk a little bit about Unity. Unity is one of the beautiful byproducts of the spirit-filled life, or at least it should be. Listen to what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 6. He said, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a ma- manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain, and I love this phrase, listen, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, one Savior, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all, through all, and in all. How many? One. One body. One Spirit. The unity of the Spirit. See, that's what it's supposed to be like. And it's sad that that's not the way most of the world perceives the church, and you know maybe some of that is unfair maybe a lot of it is fair we got if we're honest i think in a lot of ways this unity is a little bit like singing together you know when you're singing together and it's going well there's a sense of being part of something and everybody kind of being a part and contributing to that the scripture tells us sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs to one another in fact, I want us to take a look at this idea, and I want us to get a picture of unity through this idea of singing. I've asked some folks to come and help me. Come on out, you guys. Give us a hand here. Give these guys a, a big hand. Oh, dear Lord. Where do you want to be? Oh, figure it out, guys. <laughs> figure it out. These guys are going to give us a demonstration because it really is, in some ways, it's a lot like singing. And, and, you know, it's like we have this song that we're singing, and so we work together and we walk in unity. So, guys, why don't you help us out? Give us a demonstration of just singing together. Go
0: ahead. Stop, stop, stop.
2: I do apologize. I clearly have chosen the wrong people. Guys, stop. They're not even singing the same song. You're not even singing the same song. It, see, that's the problem. I think sometimes in the body of Christ, people look at us and they feel, it's like we're not even singing the same song. People who bear the name of Christian, we 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 are the church, and yet there's people who don't even necessarily believe that what the Bible says about Christ is true. They don't believe what the Bible says at all. They believe it's antiquated. They don't believe in the Spirit. And so by our belief systems, it's like we bear the same name, Christian. We bear this name, church, but yet... We're not even remotely on the same page. And I think that's the way people sometimes look at us. Guys, okay, come on, do me a favor. Help me out. Help me out. Hook me up. Sing the same song, okay? Sing the same song. Give us a demonstration. This is what it should be like.
0: Say, he can, can move can the mountains. Mountain. My God, my God is mighty, mighty, mighty say, save. Save. He is mighty. Stop. To save. stop.
2: For the love of all that's holy, stop. Do you understand and thank you the tempo piece was nice it was a good addition we did not plan this at all totally spontaneous they're not even singing in the same key you know they're singing the same song but they're singing different keys different tempos it's funny I think in the context of the church, I think a lot of people see us that way. Because it's like, well, maybe we believe the same things. We do. We have the same tenets. We have the same Bible. But but totally different value systems, totally different agendas. We look at another group over there, and we look down on them and kind of puff ourselves up in pride. Or we look at another group with envy and kind of a, a bitterness. And it's like there's this division. It's like it's nothing like what it's supposed to be, and it's certainly nothing resembling unity. Guys, Is it really so much to ask to sing the same song in the same key? You didn't
0: ask, though. You didn't specify that. This is new to us.
2: (laughs) I forgot. I'm sorry. I apologize. I brought some musicians up. I, I had to be more clear. I apologize for that. Guys, give us a demonstration of what it's supposed to be like. Let us hear it. Come
0: further you are to me Shelter from
2: That's what I'm talking about. Way to go, guys. Thank you. I knew I had the right team. You see, that's what it's supposed to feel like. That's what unity sounds like. It's what it feels like. They they weren't all singing the exact same thing. No, they all had unique parts. It was colorful. It was beautiful. But they were all together. and That's what unity is supposed to be like. And we're following... The spirit, the scripture says that's what it will be like. Now here's the problem: this bumps right into the core issue, the core struggle of our faith. And that's the sin nature. Listen to the, way the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53:6. He's talking forward, he's prophesying, he's projecting about the Messiah, the assignment of the Messiah. And he brings up this problem. He says, Isaiah 53:6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the very nature of sin we've all turned to our own way. The nature, the essence of sin is self-direction. Remember, we've talked about how the core problem with sin is like me. It's me first, mine. We call it pride, call it self-centeredness, whatever you want. That's how sin manifests itself. I don't want anyone telling me, I do what I want. I go my way whenever I want. And that's the problem. That's what he's talking about. All we like sheep have gone away. We've turned everyone to his own way. And folks, that's the opposite of unity. And I want to say that's probably one of the biggest things that's wrong with the church. We're not following the same spirit. In those areas where you see this lack of unity, what you see is that we're following our own way. And we're doing our own thing. You see, as we wrap this series, one thing I would hope is that we'd be choosing the Spirit-filled life. If we just go through a series and nothing changes, well, then we've got a problem. My prayer is that we will choose the Spirit-filled life because, honestly, unity becomes easy when you're following the same leader. Really, it really does. When people just commit, say, we want to follow the Lord, we want to follow His Spirit, and we want to hear His voice and do what He says. Unity is kind of a natural byproduct. Not that everybody's always doing the same thing. It's not some sort of Stepford thing, but it's that harmony that you heard, and it feels good. It's beautiful. It's right. But we have this problem of self-will, self-direction. In Acts chapter 2, you remember it's that passage of Scripture where the Spirit was poured out on the church very first time in the New Testament. Remember, Peter preaches this sermon People are convicted, and they say, what should we do? Well, Acts 2, 38 and 39, let me read that to you again. Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. See, that promises for us. And last time we read the scripture, we focused on that. That's not just for them. This is for us, everyone who would believe. But we, we've skipped over, or we at least we didn't highlight that first word. And I want to say that first word is kind of the, the whole point. It's where we have to understand. And I think it's one of our biggest problems with the Spirit-filled life. And it's that first word is repent. Repent and be baptized, everyone, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The path To the spirit-filled life is a pathway of repentance. Because what repentance means, it means to turn. It means I'm following a new leader, which is the essence of the spirit-filled life. It's the secret to the whole thing. Without repentance, you're going to constantly struggle. You're going to constantly find yourself going, "What's, what's not working? I see it working for other people. I don't see it working for me. Here's the main point, and please write this down. I want you to remember this. You can be full of the Spirit or you can be full of self, but you can't be both. You can be full of the Spirit or you can be full of self, but you can't be both. You see, because you can only follow one leader. You can only follow one leader. And here's the truth. Um, Every single follower of Jesus Christ, every single spirit-filled follower of Jesus Christ also has the flesh. Remember Paul talked about, you know, wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death, this, this flesh, this sin nature? He talked about that. So that's a part of us. But but here's the deal. You can only be full of one. They're both going to be present in every single believer, but there can only be one leader.
1: And we want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called The Spirit-Filled Way. It's in the series A Spirit-Filled Life as found on the sermons page at reallife.org. And while you're there... If you've been blessed by this teaching, your financial gift helps us radio ministry continue to help others just like you. Just find the Give tab at reallife.org. And if you're looking for a new church home, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean.
2: River City Community Church is a church for real life. Real life is what we were created for and what we're all about. In fact, our mission is more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Hi, I'm Pastor Sean Azaro, and we believe we were made to have a life full of meaning and purpose that can only be found in relationship with our Creator. That's what real life is. It's not just a church thing. It's a way of living that powerfully impacts every area of our lives. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotoma Park. Our service times are Sundays at 9.30 and 11.15, and Mondays at 7 p.m. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.
1: And now back to the message Spirit-Filled Way. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio.
2: And so we talk about the Spirit-Filled Life. We talk about wanting the Spirit in our lives. And I know people who just, man, they they want... Man, I don't want to go to hell. I want salvation. I don't want my kids to be little hellions, so I'm going to bring them to church. But they kind of, from that point on, they want God to fit into their life. It's like, you know, I've got my agenda. I've got my goals. I've got my dream. I've got my stuff I want to accomplish. And, and Lord, I want you in my life, because again, I don't want the whole hell thing, but I want you to sit back here, okay? And and I'll let you know if I need you. Because you know, I'm going to go do my, my thing. i got my goals. i got my ambitions. i got my stuff, my agenda. See, that's called being full of self. And Spirit, you stay here because I'm going to need you. There are going to be those times, you know, like I'm getting in a car accident and the whole, you know, Jesus take the wheel moment, I'm going to call on you then. I'm going to need you there. But like in the regular direction of my life, I, I kind of want to be in charge. There's going to be those times when I, someone's sick and I'm going to call on you and I, I want you to step up now. Come on, it's your turn. I got the day-to-day stuff, but you you Go ahead. I want to be full of the Spirit when someone I love is sick. I want to be full of the Spirit when I'm desperate in a crisis. I want to be full of Spirit in times like that, but, but all the rest of the time I kind of want to be full of self. And here's the point. Um, you can be full of the Spirit or you can be full of self, but you can't be both. It doesn't work that way. And so as we wrap up this series, that's the idea that we want to wrestle with. couple points Worth remembering, first, repentance is more than saying you're sorry. Repentance is more than saying you're sorry. This is a really important understanding. Because a lot of people feel repentance means to be sorry and to say I'm sorry. But then they go on with this idea, well, but I'm just a sinner, so I'm going to be the same, so you kind of got to take me as I am. You know, that is not, by definition, repentance. Repentance means to turn. It's like, I'm going my way. Here's, here's what repentance is. I'm going my way, and I'm living my life, and I'm doing things my way, and I'm the king of my own destiny. I'm the God, little G, on the throne of my heart. And all of a sudden, I recognize this isn't working. I, I recognize, man, my, my way has caused pain for me. It's caused pain for God. It's caused pain for other people around me. And I recognize, God, I don't want that anymore. Repent is when I turn and say, God, I want your way. The actual act of turning is what repentance means. I am now turning in my thinking, yes, but also in my decisions. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean anything. It means I'm repenting. That's what it means to repent. It's not just saying, oh, I'm sorry, and I'm just a sinner. It's going to happen, but sorry it hurt you or sorry it happened. But I intend to keep doing the same things. That's exactly the opposite of repentance. If you're like, sorry, but you intend to keep doing the same things, that's not repentance at all. See, there's a problem when we try to walk in repentance without the power of the Spirit, because it doesn't work that way. Peter says, Repent and be baptized for every one of you in the name of Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wasn't some sort of like, you know, consolation prize or some sort of extra add on because they were out of steak knives, right? Repent and you'll have Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you order now, we'll give you this. No, it goes together. It's the actual essence of the whole thing. The problem is repentance without the Holy Spirit's presence in our life doesn't really work because my willpower wasn't enough before repentance. It's not enough after. I actually need the power of the Spirit to walk out the repentance, to be different. In fact, interesting. And this is something I think we wrestle with people who kind of like the idea of salvation. They like the idea of Jesus. And so they're like, well, I'll give that a try. But they don't really know what to do about the Spirit, God's presence in us. In fact, in Acts chapter 19, we see it beginning at verse 1. It says this, it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now understand, it refers to them as disciples and people who were believers. So these are people who were sincere. They were the real deal. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, no, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So they had partial understanding. He said, into what were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized into the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was coming after him, that is Jesus. So they'd heard that, and they said, yeah, I'll do that. But on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and be- they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. I want to suggest to you, there are folks who have gone, hey, I, I kind of like the church idea, I kind of even like the Jesus idea, but have no intention of surrendering their lives to the control of God's Spirit. And I just want to say, you desperately need the power of the Spirit to live the life of Jesus. You need the Spirit of Jesus to live the life of Jesus, My willpower wasn't enough before, it's not going to be enough after. That's the whole point. He doesn't ask you, just give you a new set of rules and go, hey, do these and you'll be fine. No, Jesus actually said you'll receive power. You remember when he said that? He said the Holy Spirit's going to come out, you're going to receive power. And this is really good news if you're frustrated, you've tried to live the Christian life, and you're like, man, I just don't have the, the, I don't seem to have the power. I keep stumbling, I keep falling, I keep, it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And you're looking at other people, well, it seems to work for them, it doesn't work for me. The fact is, I think too many of us are trying to live the Christian life in the flesh, in our own power, when we need to step aside and let the power of the Spirit give life to our mortal bodies, to quote Paul. See, you can be full of the Spirit, you can be full of self, but you can't be both. I think, secondly, I think we're supposed to be baptized in the Spirit, and that's a very interesting word, baptized in the Spirit. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He says, I'm not even worthy to, to tie his sandals. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus said in Acts 1.5, when he was sending them to Jerusalem, he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then when that happened in Acts chapter two, verse four, it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Now you got to know theologians and teachers and such have made a big deal out of the difference in those two words, baptized and filled. Okay, and there's been divisions over them. Ooh, what's the right word? And da 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 da. Understand? In the Scripture, Jesus said, "Hey, go in Jerusalem; you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit." When it happened, the Spirit described it through Luke said, and they were all filled. So these are both describing the same experience. But there's something, I think, kind of instructive in these two different words that we can glean from that. The first is the word baptize. It means to be immersed, to dip under, completely to be kind of enveloped in. Baptized, baptizo, to dip under, to immerse. That's why we don't sprinkle or we don't shoot people with a garden hose. You know, We baptize them, right? That's what the word means, to dip under. It's like you're surrounded by the presence of the Spirit. But but when he used the word filled in Acts chapter 2, that's similar, but has a different little connotation, doesn't it? Filled is the idea of something inside filling you up, even to the point of overflowing. And in those words, we get this beautiful picture of what the Holy Spirit's supposed to be like in our life. It's like we're Spirit-saturated inside and out. It's like the spirit is like the atmosphere, like the air all around us. In fact, remember what the word spirit, it's the word pneuma in the New Testament. Same word as air, wind, same word as breath. Like we're spirit saturated inside and out. The, The spirit is the very atmosphere we walk in, we live in. I mean, think of the implications of that. Think of us being totally baptized, filled, immersed, saturated inside and out in the spirit of God. That changes everything. That means the Spirit isn't someone we kind of connect with here on weekends. It's something that is every single day. Imagine being immersed, saturated, inside and out, at work with the Holy Spirit. And you're like, wow. The Spirit wouldn't even come to my workplace. You have no idea, Sean, how nasty my workplace is. Those people there, the Spirit, want, he waits outside, and I've got to pick him up on the way out at the end of the day. Yeah, no. I'm just saying... Imagine walking through, l- working your job, saturated, inside and out, filled, baptized with the Spirit. Imagine how that would change. things. And you're, you're like, wow, yeah, I would, I would treat people differently. I would pray for people differently. Kind of the spiritual relational things. You can picture that. What if there's more? I mean, what if the Spirit actually would change the way you do your work? What if the Spirit, stop and think about this, knows your business and your industry better than you do? You think it's possible? I mean, the whole omniscience thing kind of makes it pretty probable to me. But think about that. Think if being filled with the Spirit would change the way, not only you treat people, you pray for people, you respond, but change the way you handle that difficult customer or that transaction. Change the way you craft that contract. You deal with that conflict with a vendor. It changes everything because you're looking at things through a different lens because you are full of the Spirit. That's what we're talking about we're talking about baptized, immersed in the Spirit. And what's really interesting, Acts 4.31, you remember what happened in Acts chapter 3 and 4, Peter and John pray and this crippled guy is healed and they proclaim the name of Jesus through it and the Sanhedrin kind of arrests them over it and grills them. After they're released, it says, Acts 4.31, they go back, remember, and they get with the other brothers and sisters. Now, again, many of these people are the people who were in Acts chapter 2. So same people. It says, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Wait a minute, I thought they were filled in Acts chapter 2. I thought they were filled in Acts chapter 2. You mean they were filled again? Yeah, and the verb tense that's used there has this picture of it being over and over. Keep being filled. The infilling is not a one-time thing. It is something we can choose every single day. Lord, it's a new day. I want to be filled with you. I want to be immersed in you, saturated inside and out. I want you to lead this day. Father, I want you to work and speak and live through me because I want to be the full expression of what you created me to be. And that's the only way. Imagine that. See, you can be full of the Spirit, or you can be full of self, but you can't be both. And that's just the truth. That's the biblical truth. And so as we consider wrapping this series up, we've got to decide who's going to lead from this point forward. Because that's what being filled with the Spirit is all about. Lord, you are within me, you are around me, and I'm going to follow your lead, and I'm going to expect powerful, significant, even miraculous things to happen because of your work in and through me. You can be full of the Spirit or you can be full of self, but you can't be both. Last thing, and this is very good news, all you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. I grew up in a tradition that had a lot of uh, things attached, doctrinal things attached to this idea of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And so we had people who would go their whole lives, and because they didn't speak in tongues, live this life of condemnation and guilt, because, well, I, God didn't give it to me. God didn't give it to me. I didn't get it. I want to suggest that betrays a gross misunderstanding how God wants to work.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message called The Spirit-Filled Way, it's available right now on demand when you find the sermon series on The Spirit-Filled Life at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note that this program blessed you or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Find that Give tab at reallife.org. But of course you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church the number is 210-490-5262 as reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life.